Welcome to episode 7 of the Lost Luggage Podcast. This week, we'll be trying to remember our most memorable nights out from around the world. The best, the worst, and the damn right ridiculous. The music, the dancing, and the reasons we choose to forget. Joining me this week, as per usual, he is a son of Salford and a daughter of Thailand. It's Mr. Teddy Simpson. And the man who is the poster boy for underage drinking and the magical free letters WKD, it's William Peachy. How are we, chaps? What have we been up to in quarantine this week? Not, not too much, really. I've been hiking, I've been taking photos, and I've been doing absolutely nothing else, mate. Good to hear you're actually following the rules, unlike, I don't know, I'd probably say a good 72% of the population who are not in that 72%, Mr. Teddy Simpson. Hey, I'm all right, I've been exercising. Been getting me workouts in. Uh, been <laughs> a bit of it? biking. Uh... Biking, mate, really. Really keen on the bike at the moment, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really good guy in yesterday, apparently, didn't you? Oh, mate, yeah. I, I was out all day, running, your, um... cycling, swimming. Burnt does some good your... calories. <laughs> swimming? <laughs> does your, uh, does your <laughs> bike listen to the podcast? Yes. Well, I, hope, okay. I hope. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it does now. Um, it does now. Well, yeah, enjoying yourself. But what's um, obviously to the listeners, we are still in this uh, weird and wonderful time of COVID nineteen. I wouldn't say wonderful, um, but I did and didn't mean to. There we are. How about that? Isn't language such mm. a beautiful thing? And chronologically, um, <laughs> what was I, what was my point? I was trying to make. Um, yeah, so uh, Teddy's in Manchester, Will's somewhere outside London, and uh, I'm in Devon. So again, if the quality of the uh, podcast is shit, it's because I'm hosting it. And if the actual voice quality <laughs> is shit, it's because it is. Um, but uh, yeah, it's still a weird and wonderful time. I don't think it's, it's confusing. We're led by a government that doesn't know their head from their ass. And um, everyone just seems to be doing what they want. I'm not sure what it is where you guys are, but um, I've certainly noticed more groups. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I, you can tell people are, are starting to not listen now when um, the beaches are absolutely packed. Or I've seen a few photos of, the, yeah. of some of the beaches and it just looks ridiculous. Mm, the beaches one looks mental because, I mean, that's it's so bad to meet up in such massive groups. I mean, if, if you're meeting up with maybe one friend, I think I could, it's, you know, pretty forgivable, but I don't know why you go down the beach. Just just go somewhere else. Go somewhere quiet. Well, it's the, it's the parking at the beach as well. Because I think most car parks um, have remained closed. So people are parking and just obstructing people's kind of uh, villages and stuff. And again, yeah. if you're parking in yeah. tight proximity, it means you're closer to people. Um, I mean, I, I love the beach. And you know, I can, luckily I can. You know, I'm not too far away from them. I can cycle to them quite easily. But it's, uh, yeah, you st- I suppose what they mean by stay alert is be sensible, and that's the exact opposite of what a lot of people are doing. And it probably doesn't help that a lot of cabinet ministers in the Tory government have also ignored the advice given uh, by their own colleagues and indeed the prime minister. Yeah. Um, bit, I did see something rather funny though. Um, I was getting a train back from work last week. And there's a family having a barbecue with their friends. And instant karma, a, a, a gust of wind took their parasol. Uh, and uh, it got lodged in their TV aerial. Jesus. 
Wow, that's pretty wild one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was, I didn't even think that was possible, but uh, it was fucking hilarious. Mm, yeah, that's probably probably deserved as well. Yeah, probably somewhat. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to tell who's family members and who's not. That's the annoying thing. I mean, when I was when I was out today, I saw loads of people who obviously weren't living together. But well, I'm not luckily, doing... if you live in Norwich, you're all related to each other anyway, so they're just having one massive party. <laughs> oh, wow. And on that note, we will leave it there and we'll join you guys in part one, which, as you guys know already, is a tale from the archives. See you then. Welcome back to the Lost Luggage podcast. You join us in part one with myself, Ollie, uh, Teddy and Will. Um, of course, in part one, regular listeners will know it's a tale from the archives. So we're going to hand over to Will, who's going to spin the magic wheel of fortune. It's going to land on one of us and we're going to see who's going to be telling their tale from the archive this week. So, Mr. William Peachy, will you let us know who it's landed on? Hey, drum roll. And it's on Mr. Oliver Jenks. Excellent. Um, so, as any good podcast producer does, they prepare a little story beforehand. Um, and this one's a bit of a personal one, not for me, but for the people involved, of which one I am. Um, so I'm going to have to change the names. So the two protagonists, there's a boy and a girl. So can you suggest a boy and a girl's name? Dave and Susan. That's weird. And... <laughs> Out with middle-aged people at the ages. <laughs> uh, what about Charles and Camilla? <laughs> I mean, the story is about a blowjob as well, so it's going to be... Charles and Camilla. I don't want to be uh, uh, blasphemous yeah, let's go Charles and Camilla. towards the royals. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Charles and Camilla. Okay. Um, so this story is in South America when I was doing my kind of Duke of Edinburgh um, hiking and mountaineering out there. Um, so the people who are there with me, you know exactly who this is about. Um, and if you don't, um, you still won't. Uh, <laughs> so we were in South America, in Ecuador, in the middle of the Andes, um, stupidly high up, and we were doing wild camping. Uh, we'd been camping for about maybe around about a week, and we had not seen anyone in that week. I, I cannot stress this is in the middle of nowhere. Um, and there's about 12 of us, a mixture of boys and girls, and we were all 17 at the time. 17, 16, 18, around that age, between those ages. Um, and then we obviously had a bunch of tents between us. There was a girl's tent, boy's tent, another boy's tent. Um, anyway, so I was in a tent with three other guys, of whom one of them was Charles. And uh, one night, Camilla came in, and you know, I think she she liked our company a bit because you know we were, uh, I think she Camilla was a bit of a <laughs> a bit of a tomboy. Um, anyway, she took the like she took a, a liking to um, Charles. <laughs> and uh, anyway, we, we had a long day. We'd hiked about I don't know sixty miles or something stupid. So the other three guys in the tent including myself, kind of fell asleep uh, quite quickly. 
um, Camilla had uh, got into Charles's sleeping bag. Nice. Good on you, good on you, Charles. And I, wo- I, wo- I woke up. I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just saw. And uh, Charles was next to me, and I was on the end, and I just saw a head bobbing up and down. Hmm. What was your reaction at this point now? My reaction was, I'm never going to be able to get back to sleep because I know exactly what's going on. <laughs> uh, Camilla seemed to be going down on Charles. And I mean, at the age of 17, I was somewhat envious as well because yeah. I would have to wait a few years before I got my first... Um, camping, camping, yeah, camping. Camping. Uh, <laughs> anyway. anyway. Anyway, so... Um, Camilla's uh, going down on the crown jewels. <laughs> um, to my best mate, Charles. And I I just, I could just see the silhouette and I just couldn't get back to sleep. And there are two other guys in the tent on the other side of Charles and Camilla. And I'm just hoping I'm not the only one to see this because I think it would just scar me and I wouldn't know when to bring it up in conversation again or, or if to say anything or, or whatever else. Um, so anyway... I must have felt fallen asleep at some point. And the noises were, you know, a bit weird. I'm thinking, I didn't, it took me a while to like believe what I was seeing kind of thing. Mm. And I, you know, I, I kind of woke up in the morning, must have been about six in the morning or something. Uh, and Camilla had gone to, she must have left in the night. And uh, we all kind of wake up at the same time. It's really weird. But then no one says anything. It's completely silent. Mm. That's how you know. Everybody no, knows it, something. Well, yeah, that, that's the weird thing. So we're quite chatty and whatever else. And we say have a good sleep or whatever else. But we're just completely silent. No one says anything. Um, Charles is still asleep. But the other two in the tent kind of woke up. And we all kind of just look at each other. No one says anything. So it's that at, at that point, I knew that them two also saw what had gone on. Mm. They'd also And then it was just really all it was just really awkward. Um, like we were trying to work out if we all seen and saw the same thing kind of thing. How did you, how did anyway, you so then, uh, how did you broach sorry? it? Did you just sit there and think, guys, did I have a weird dream last night? Or, well, I'll tell you how. So, um, Charles wakes up and Charles is the only one to say anything. He goes, ah, oh, morning chaps. You're right. Or whatever. <laughs> And like again, complete silence. <laughs> Did you say it in a really cheerful like, voice. All right, guys. No, he had the night of his life. Yeah. Um, so obviously we're in this tent in the middle of the Andes, and I, well, so I thought someone's going to have to break the ice. It's probably going to have to be me. And uh, a big gust of wind kind of like starts blowing the tent all over the place. And for some reason, I thought I'd just say, "There she blows." Yeah, good one. Yeah. <laughs> Without without any inkling that also relates to a blowjob, and uh, then that just get, the other two just burst out laughing, and at that point we all kind of knew what had gone on that uh, a girl had come in and sucked off one of us, despite there being four blokes in the in the in the, in the tent. Yeah, it's rude. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just. It was just I love yeah, it. Was, it was fucking weird as well. I'm surprised. I wouldn't be able to have kept it up. I don't know about you guys. Um, the tent. I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah, the tent wasn't the only thing erected really? that night. Was it pretty intense? 
Wee. Wee. It was very intense. But it was um it was it was just funny how we all burst out laughing kind of thing and then uh, we just didn't really speak about it but then like a couple of weeks later um, we were getting a taxi somewhere and I was in the same taxi as Charles and Camilla and uh, I think they were talking about a bungee jump and uh, Charles said to Camilla oh I'd never do a bungee jump and uh, Camilla said <laughs> oh Charles you've got no balls and I went you would know wouldn't you <laughs> I'm loud you straight up yeah. just said, <laughs> I, I, I do respect yeah. you for that. That's, that's brave. Well, I thought it, it's more of a crime to not say something witty in very, my opinion. That's very true. And I, I, so, yeah, that's Are Charles story. and Camilla still friends today? Um, Camilla went on to be a bit of a slut. It. <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, oh, well, <laughs> it's out there. Um, Charles, t- to this day, remains one of my best friends. Um, so if you are listening, Charles, um, no malice by telling telling the story is just a funny story, and it was uh, yeah, I found it very entertaining. To Charles, um, mate. <laughs> yeah. and yeah, somewhat envious as well. So there we are. Fair play, fair play, Charles. I think yeah, if anyone comes out of this story not well, it's Camilla for. Well, that's what I often uh, say because I mean, yeah. girls can do that. You can sneak into a tent with a load of boys and just do that. If I snuck into a tent with four girls. Uh, I think I would have a lot of pepper spray in my mouth. Yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. I've never actually thought about it that way. Mm. As um, I don't really like Roy Chubby Brown, but he does have quite a good joke when he goes, that's the thing about cunnilingus. One slip of the tongue and you're in the shit. <laughs> it's true in more ways than one. <laughs> but yeah, um, have you guys had any experience, sexual experiences like that? Um <laughs> I suppose in the middle of nowhere. I'd like a lawyer. I prefer not to comment. Yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth as well. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. The thing is, Charles gets away with it because nobody knows Charles. Where if I say something now, it's blatantly me. Yeah, we have our reputation to consider, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't you just change your name to... (laughs) Yeah, my friend did that. My friend... (laughs) Oh, I can't even. No, I'm not even going to joke about it because people would know. Fair enough. Well, respect all round. Um, so we'll leave it there for part one. That was the tale from the archives. Uh, we're going to spend part two talking about nights out from around the world. As mentioned in every podcast, between the three of us, we've been to over 150 countries. So hopefully, we've got a few uh, tales to tell. Uh, so join us again in part two in just a minute. Welcome back to the Lost Luggage Podcast. You join us in part two where we talk about the topic of the week. And this one is nights out from around the world. For a good night out, it needs good company, good music, and a chilled vibe. Something the UK rarely supplies without resorting to a punch-up over a kebab while Country Roads is being sang criminally out of tune by a bunch of scousers visiting Bognor region. For whatever reason, whenever we go away to a faraway land, we remember the nights out as the best of our lives. Is this true, or is this a false reality us Brits have put to ourselves to once again moan about our beloved country? Um, so, Mr. William and Mr. Teddy, I'll put it to you. Um, I've just mentioned there that you know I think us Brits like to moan about the nightlife 
in the UK as compared to going away because I think when we're away, wherever it may be in the world, we will often remember that as the best night ever. Um, would you agree with that sentiment? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. when you're away, kind of, it kind of like is more sort of magical, more of an experience in the UK. I think we've got a really decent nightlife in the UK, but when you're away, it's just like you, you kind of remember it forever, you know? I think it's also, I don't want to disrespect other countries, but I think musically they still play the classics from 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And when they mm. come out, you rarely hear them in the UK. When they come out in the middle of fucking Cambodia or wherever you are, um, you know, you kind of instantly recognise and enjoy the moment a bit more, I think. I think music is the be all and end all. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Finds a night out. For the vibe setting. So, very quickly, don't go into too much detail. I want a top three countries for a night out. Teddy, go. Prague. Yep. Uh, Munich. Yep. And Cambodia. Fair play. Uh, Will. Uh, I'd go Australia, Vietnam, and Croatia. Croatia. Uh, fair play. It quite, you there. It was, I thought it was quite decent. Yeah, it was. What split? Yeah, considering that it was like pretty heavy into the Corona season, but they still, you know, went pretty hard there. The Corona season. Oh, <laughs> uh, no particular order. I'll go for Las Vegas, um, Hoi An in Vietnam, which I'll get onto a bit in a minute. Um, mm. And I do uh, Bulgaria is pretty good as well. So Hoi An was exactly what I was thinking when I said Vietnam. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it was good because they um, obviously. When I lived over there, I used to get to Hoi An on a regular basis. I mean, the nights out there were always the best because they had a fake Tiger Tiger Club, um, yeah. of which I still got one of their T-shirts. Um, yeah, and I've been with both of you chaps on separate occasions. But the music in the Tiger Tiger, they started bashing out a bit of Will Smith, a bit of ABBA. Um, yeah. Everyone's on the tables dancing. If someone falls off and breaks their neck, you've had it, your foot food. Um, the nights out there were just insane and it's because everyone's in a good mood anyway Hoi An's a beautiful place it's a great place to do shit shirt night because they do the cheapest kind of tailor-made clothes in the world um mm. yeah it, i've never had a bad night there and the, yeah. it helps that the drinks are cheap as shit as well that's my favorite thing about vietnam that you don't feel guilty buying drinks because it's just it's just nothing it's like water yeah because compared to Australia, I told you last last podcast in Australia, I was paying I paid like two hundred dollars for one night out in Vietnam. You literally couldn't do that. You could not even if you tried. Mm. I think that's the thing with Hoi An as well because it's a, a, it's not really a city. It's more of a town. Everything's relatively close together. Um, everything's down by the riverside. So it's picturesque. It's easy to find a way home. Um, I, yeah, I've nothing but great experiences there. Um, and you know how I love my shit shirts as well so it was a kind of mecca for me uh, to go <laughs> there. I'd still you know there's probably technically on a technical level you know you'd probably say Ibiza or something like something dreadful like that it's probably like the kind of place to go out or Amsterdam or something like that but for me they were playing Oasis they were playing ABBA they were playing 60s 80s 90s music and mm. cheap, you know cheap drinks um, I did spend about five hours ch- trying to chat up someone, and then she told me she was a lesbian. That's the only bad thing I have to say about that. But um, do you think, think it was the five hours talking to her that turned her into one, or <laughs> you know what? The amount of like crap I talk, it wouldn't surprise me. And I was off my head on something. So um, yeah. So on that note, 
I'm interested to hear from you boys. Is there a place that was unexpectedly a good night out for you? Somewhere random. I don't want you conventional. I don't want your Amsterdam's. I don't want your Prague's. I don't want even your <coughs> Bulgaria's. I want some random middle of nowhere. Great night out. In France. Oh yeah, you go first. Nice in France is just one of those nights where I'll never ever forget it. We've been on a, a bus journey all day. And we said, well, just there was quite a few of us. We said, we're just going to go to the beach with a few beers and just relax. And when we got to the beach, we seen this uh, cabin and it had music on. So we also, come on, we'll go to this cabin and just see what's going on. When we got there, it was a bar that had like an underground club and it was wow. just insane. And then they played like um, Spanish club music and they had like um, uh, a group of Spanish people that was there and it was teaching us how to dance and then they'd play the music through the, the uh, speakers on the beach as well so you'd go out and then you'd start doing your dance moves on the beach and it was just one of those nights that come out of nowhere and it was just incredible those are mm. often the best ones the ones you don't put too much effort into and the ones you don't plan where it just kind of everything seems to go go your way um, mm. my kind of version of that and then we'll get onto yours Will um, was in Vegas like I went on a road trip around America. Uh, obviously we stopped off in Vegas for five days and I can we kind of spoke about this briefly, uh, with the podcast done with Lee. Um, but I wasn't, I was expecting Vegas to be quite tacky, but we ended up on this night out. We'd done like a bar crawl of all the like famous casinos and stuff. And yeah, I got ended up being left behind because I was compared to the Americans, the English can drink mm-hmm. very, very well. Absolutely. Um, we, 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 we hold our, uh, we hold it close to our chest. It was almost like a, kind of pride thing really um so i was in a st- absolute state we all were all the english guys i was traveling with were in a complete state compared to the americans and uh yeah they kind of, got, kind of got kicked off the bar crawl ended up on top of a police car and my friend i was with um snuck into the trump tower and uh had sex with someone in the pool so oh, that's a good one in the deep end there we are make that joke hey. twice. um so, Will, yourself, unexpected? Um, it would be in um, Singapore. And it was unexpected because it was just a weird one. So basically, I did intro travel um, Sri Lanka and then Australia. But in the middle, I went to uh, Singapore for like three days, just on my own, just for a midpoint, basically. But um, when I got to Singapore, I, hadn't, I literally had not slept in about four nights. I was pretty, pretty messed up because it was just drinking and then I had an overnight flight. So I yeah. went down... Um, to the bar at the hostel, next door to the hostel, just to um, chill out and use their Wi-Fi. Had a beer and ended up doing karaoke with these these five Chinese guys who'd, who'd come to Singapore for a stag party. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was the weirdest night. I could, they didn't speak a word of English. And I don't speak any, I think it was Cantonese. But we just did some fucking karaoke. It was the weirdest thing. But, yeah. What's, what song did you sing? Do you remember? It, no, it was, it was in... Um, it was in Mandarin or, or Cantonese. I just pretended to sing it with them. <laughs> when the thing is, when you're with people, a night can always just happen. But like, I was on my own, so I literally was like wearing stupid clothes, and I was like just in my sandals, and it was ended up being really fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I like how you admitted all your clothes were stupid. Yeah, because like, I was just I was just sitting there just to be out of my um, room, to be honest, and then that just happened. It was really funny, and there was the woman running the bar was one of those classic. Like, I can't describe her, but you ever been in like Thailand, Vietnam, yeah, and everything? Yeah, yeah. She runs the hotel and bar, and she's just such a character. It's like that. 
hundred percent. Um, so mm. let's have the opposite then. Are there any places that are meant to be a good night out that you've been to that have been absolutely god awful? Uh, Sydney. Sydney. Yeah. Explain. It's just um, the only bar I could find anywhere near my hostels was Scary Canary, and it was just full of um, English people. And I remember it was all right. I remember one night um, these these girls took me outside to smoke, and I thought they were with the intro travel group. So I thought we were just going off with them. And then when we got outside, I realised they were Australians and they were locals and they just like told me to go outside and like started flirting with me. And then I didn't understand what was going on because I was pissed and just went back inside. <laughs> um, it was just really expensive. It wasn't many. Pl- it was just, I don't know. It just It wasn't bad. It just didn't live up to the hype. Like you'd think Sydney would be quite cool. Yeah, for sure. Berlin? Um, I would say mine was Berlin. Really? I, I, I love Berlin, and it's an absolute fantastic place. But I was there with um, I was there with my brother, and we got recommended this place to go clubbing. So we got ready, and we was excited. And we got to the club, and we queued up. And when we got there, they said took our IDs and went, "No, you're not coming in. You're English. Simply, you're not coming in." Really? So I was like, Fucking hell! All right then. So then we heard about this bar that's like on the river, and it's that's supposed to be really low key and we got there again and they looked at our IDs and went no sorry we don't let English people come in <laughs> so we ended, we ended up drink like I don't know if you've been to Berlin I have you can go into a shop buy some drinks and then come out and you have tables outside the shop yeah yeah, that's right. so we ended up doing that and we were speaking uh, to these group of people and they were going to a concert we had a good laugh in the end but it was just disappointing the fact nobody had let us in because I, I had a similar situation in Düsseldorf, um, where we we, we Düsseldorf's kind of like a bit of a hipster kind of town. But it's the same thing then; they wouldn't let me in for a long time. I had to queue a lot longer than anyone else. Eventually, what's it wasn't actual, a club; it was just like a bar. What's yeah. the actual reason they don't let you in, though? Um, I have a I don't really know. I have a theory: a particular kind of German comes out in the evening who maybe slightly more right wing than the ones you see in the daytime. Um, particularly the bouncers who are all kind of I don't want to say neo Nazis, but of that of that elk. Um, mm. and maybe they think we're hooligans. Mm. I think that, I think I definitely think because they you know during the seventies we were banned from international football tournaments um and the eighties, sorry. So there was, I think there is a bit of hangover from the days where we did just used to go to Europe and fuck things up and not just in the second world war we, we. interesting yeah it was a bit weird um, what was I going to say you're Unex- worse yeah. you're unexpected yeah um, Bulgaria I was 19 I went to Sunny Beach which is like the infamous if you think Magaluf's rough um yeah, sunny beach, Bulgaria is even rougher. But we, I might have told you about this before. It's the deal where we somehow managed to get a week's holiday with everything included for like 84 quid or something stupid like that. Yeah. Um, so really, I couldn't complain. But again, the night out persist. The main night out we went on, um, again, it was meant to be like a pub crawl thing. But again, we got left behind because we were the most messed up. And I ended up... There's a phone party, but famously they put the phone party on a on a on a on the bit of beach on the bit of sandy beach, and foam and sand, no, pretty much makes cement. And I jumped off the jetty <laughs> into this foam pit, 
And as I, I look, when I go out, stood up, I looked like the Sandman from fucking is it Batman or Spider Man? One of the one of the baddies in that. I looked like yeah. the fucking Sandman, <laughs> and still somehow got let into a club where there were strippers, and I may have got them quite sandy, and then got kicked out again. Fuck's sake, man. So I'd say everything I've said there has pretty much described me at fault for absolutely everything, and there may be nothing wrong with Bulgaria whatsoever. But I just remember it being quite disappointing that no one else was jumping in the phone. So I thought I'd try and get the party started by jumping in. And then there was a good reason why no one else jumped in, which because there was fucking sand at the bottom. Yeah. You don't see phone parties anymore. Have they been banned or something? You what, sorry? You don't really see phone parties anymore. Do you think they've been banned? Yeah, it was a very very 10 years ago thing, wasn't it? Um, It was like 2010s and stuff. Um, You're quite right. Used to get a lot of neon and um, like paint paint parties and stuff. But what a thing I didn't like about it was is that they tried to like make a private bit of beach, which they obviously didn't own. So they just put up a load of chicken wire and I started a chant saying, we are not chickens. We are not chickens. I want to be free range and just started bellowing that at the top of my voice when there's people trying to uh, have a nice burger and a pint. Yeah. Town choir. Well, you know, trying to get the party started, and that's that's morally always the right thing to do. So you know what, we can't really blame you there. No, I was just I was, you know, somewhat surprised that I managed to get let into a club covered in sand. Mm, well, that's our bit of travel advice this week. If you're in Bulgaria, they'll let you into clubs covered in sand. No matter in Germany, what, they won't let you in clubs if you're English. So, another one I've got to add to the um, unexpected, gr- and this is probably one of the greatest nights out of my life. Um, so when I was on the on the Mongol rally, um, we obviously went for Iran, and the next country after that was Turkmenistan. Now, for those that don't know, in Iran, um, obviously alcohol is illegal. Um, so we went nearly two weeks without drinking at all, which you know, in normal circumstances, is you know pretty uh, pretty normal. But when you're travelling, it's kind of unheard of because it's the social thing to do. So we had no drinks for Iran. And then the next country we got to was Turkmenistan. Now, Turkmenistan is by far the weirdest country I've ever been to in my life because um, it's run by a crackpot dictator and is extreme, extremely hard to get into as a country, only second to North Korea. In fact, I'd probably assume that North Korea might be a bit easier because uh, just more expensive. Um, anyway, but was the first country we were um, able to buy alcohol. So you can you imagine we've been starved of alcohol and it was about 50 degrees. And we all managed to find a hotel with a pool. Oh, when? Uh, Sorry? In, in Turkmenistan, you had hotels with pools. I thought it was... Wait, was this in Ashgabat? In Ashgabat, yeah. There was one... There weren't many hotels, but we all managed to get the most expensive one. It's like $100 a night, which is just a flat rate. And it had a pool, and it had like a tiki bar at the pool. Ooh. And we just got fucked up and just done over we had a massive pool fights. We were chucking each other in, we were chucking the chairs in, we were chucking all the just everything we could physically lift up went in the pool. Um and it was it was just the funniest night and exactly what we needed after like a lot of warm weather and being starved of alcohol. Um and the drinks were pretty cheap. Um but it said quite clearly that the pool uh, would shut at like 8pm and we were still in there well until like one in the morning mm. were there many people at the, ho- uh, the hotel 
No, not at all. We were the only ones there, pretty much. Yeah, I was going to say, because every single image you showed me of Turkmenistan, I don't think there's a single other person. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, the, the city is deserted. It's like a show city. It's not even real. It's like some from the Truman Show. Anyway, for us to get out, to make us get out the pool, they just started pouring bleach in. No. Yeah, honestly. No. I pressed the button. That's... Yeah. Luckily, someone told me, because that's the kind of thing I would have went to the other end and start, dived in head first, then come out with mm. no skin on. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, in the UK, they'd be worried about lawsuits or something. Oh, oh definitely. Oh, no, 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 no. There's no laws. It's one, it's one way. It's uh, really bizarre. Um, Anyway, leave that where it is. My next kind of moving on. Um, is there what's the what's the most dodgiest thing you've seen on a night out around the world? Dodgiest. Dodgiest. Well, you think I'll tell you one that springs to mind. Um, again, those who have been to Hanoi in uh, Vietnam, you may remember Beer Street. Uh, it's a little tiny, tiny kind of narrow street in Hanoi. Um, which is basically full of bars and restaurants. And they've got little tiny tables and chairs. And whenever the police come, they've got to put the table and chairs inside because technically it's a road. Um, but anyway, I remember I was with a group there in Vietnam, taking them around, showing them the sights on their first night um, in the bar opposite where we were, we were sat on the little tables and chairs. And then in the bar opposite, massive fight broke out. And uh, there was a guy who got kicked out by the bouncers beating the shit out of, but then he came back with a fuckload of bottles, like a crate full of um, beer bottles, and just started lobbing them at anyone and everyone, um, including us. That's why I had to get everyone inside. Um, but unfortunately, one of the girls we were, who was there um, got a massive, basically got glassed, um, and got a leg cut open, just missing a femoral artery. Jesus. And I had to carry her to the hospital. Um yeah, it was pretty gnarly, very gnarly. Yeah, didn't that girl on the trip as well? Sorry, didn't that girl have a bit of trouble later on in the trip as well? Yeah, so we, uh, long story short, we ended up going to a private island in Halong Bay. And the legs started swelling up. I basically had to get the military to uh, basically take her off the island. Um, yeah, it was fucking. Uh, yeah, it was not good. It turns out when she got back to England. Um, she still had glass in her leg from where she was stitched up. They still left glass in her leg. Sorry? I think I can top that story. It was like a war film. You just saw bottles and glass going over it. And I was like, fucking go, 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 go. It was like being in the middle of, I don't know, a gunfight with bullets flailing everywhere. Um, yeah. It was a. It was like the most pressure I've ever had on myself because I had like, I was like I was like a, a lieutenant or something or a sergeant, and like a few of my privates have been <laughs> being shot in the leg, and I'd be like, we need to we need to get them out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was a weird experience. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I can't think of anything and like that weird. I mean, I've seen some sort of dodgy dealings in clubs, but no, nothing anywhere near that. It doesn't have to be on that level. It could be weird shit. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of something that's not in Vietnam. But I guess, I think in um, in Melbourne, I, I saw someone on a, uh, in a club getting a blowjob in the corner. That's probably the worst. <laughs> it's not that bad. I mean, I've, seen, I've seen that in the UK. But it was, have you? I've never seen yeah. that. 
I've seen that twice in the UK, two different clubs. Was it Charles and Camilla? <laughs> you never know. Blue jobs are coming up heavy in this podcast. Yeah, that might have to be the title. But yeah, that's, that's probably the weirdest. I've never seen that weird stuff. I'm, I remember coming out of Tiger Tiger in Hoi An. I, I got um, these guys trying to offer me a lift on their moped back to the hotel. And then they kept saying the mafia is about and they'll get you. I told them I am the mafia and then left. That was, <laughs> that was, that was that, what's it, what is it they say in Breaking Bad? I am the one who knocks. Or so. Yeah, I said it. Did, you, did, you that, that? did you go, I am Heisenberg? And then like, you throw some power in my face. Do you remember that night out? Because um, the guy I was rooming with, Rob, got really pissed off because I was sick in the shower and woke him up. What was this, sorry? Um, on that night out in Hoi An, uh, the guy I was in the room with, Rob, he stayed yeah. in the room, didn't come on the night out, and I got back at like 3 a.m. with that with that girl. And we'd been walking around for like two hours, and then I was sick in the shower, and he hated me for the rest of the trip. Yeah, well... How did he know? How did he know? Out, you know you're going to get woken up when the guy comes back. It's not rocket science. Sorry, Rob. Love you. Fair point, Teddy. Any any weird shit on the nights out in your experiences? Um, the weirdest surreal thing was uh, in pie. You can get mushrooms in bars. The drug are mush mushrooms. So yeah. I didn't know this, and obviously I'm a vegetarian, so. I go to this bar and we'd been out all day. We'd been on motorbikes. So I just said, oh, have a mushroom pizza, please. Sat down. And there was, again, there was maybe eight of us. And then when the mushroom pizza come, you know, you notice, doesn't look like normal mushrooms, this. <laughs> so I was just thought, oh, should I eat it? And then it was only when I looked around and I noticed everybody's just off their tits. So just one of the lads was we've just said, you do realise that's drugs, don't you? So I was like, well, no, I didn't. I, usually when I order a pizza, I prefer it without drugs on top of it. But uh, no, they, mm, this cup, I, I, I didn't eat it. I was like, oh, no, I'm not too sure about that. But a few of the lads did. Uh, they ate it instead of me. And it's just so surreal, the fact that you could just go in a bar and say, oh, can I have a mushroom pizza? And everyone's just off their fucking tits in this, in this bar. It's fucking crazy. It's surreal, mate. Fucking amazing. You know, the funny thing about that is that not the fact that they would make one of those, but the fact that that's just what they assumed you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would have thought they went, do you want the one the one with drugs or without? But they just instantly, yeah. he looks like a pie animal. Yeah. Making one of them. That's, that's crazy. I think it's hilarious. I imagine if you're like an old couple who went to Thailand to kind of like try and find yourself, rediscover yourself in like a middle-aged kind of uh, a midlife crisis. And they just in the order that. Yeah, job that done. Time of the life. Time of their lives, exactly. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Weird, weird and wonderful times. Um, moving on. So what is the worst state you've been in while abroad and in what country and what happened that you're willing to admit? Um, Melbourne. I think I've told you about this before, but it's that night I spent $200 on drinks and I got kicked out of a club or just basically passing out on the floor. That's the worst state I've been in. Not too bad, but yeah, it was, it was pretty dire. Teddy? Um, I can't say the worst I've ever been in. I can say the second worst. The first worst was my 24th, I think it was my 24th birthday, um, but I can't 
I can't say what happened on uh, a podcast. Can you allude? <laughs> can you allude to? Can you allude to the kind the not what happened as such, but the kind of the genre? Oh, it, it was my birthday, um, so we had like a list of things that I had to complete. So I had to try and get people to buy me shots. I had to tell lies. I had to uh, kiss as many girls as I could within an hour. Um, I had to do loads, and for every challenge I get, I get a free drink. So obviously, I'm working my way through this list, and I'm getting more and more drinks. And this started at like eleven o'clock in the morning, and um, it got it got it got out of hand. It got funny, but I can't only because I don't know whether the person who was involved would listen to the podcast, and it's probably not something I'd want my mum to know about me either. To be fair, as the, where the story ends. <laughs> Does yeah, he want to listen to the podcast? <laughs> fucking hope so. I don't know. No, I know she doesn't probably, to be honest with you. She just thinks that fucking idiot's making another podcast again. <laughs> yeah. um, so what was your second worst story that you're willing to share? My second worst story was uh, I used to go home and away to watch Man United. And we went to Belgium. And I, at the time, I was only young. I didn't realise how strong the Belgian beer was. So we got out into the big square in uh, Brussels and uh, we'd had just walking around. It was really nice. We'd seen all these United fans. So we sat down and the waitress was like really good looking. So I played a bit of cool. I said, oh, I'll have whatever you recommend. So she brought me a beer over and then... A pizza with mushrooms. A pizza with mushrooms, yeah. And then I said, oh, I'll have, this, I'll have again wherever you recommend next. And we probably had about four or five beers, probably about one in the afternoon at this point. And then, you know, when you stand up and something's not right and everything just goes on yeah. you, your legs go, your head goes. And I sat back down and I thought, I've only had four pints, five pints here. I feel like I've been on it all day. And when we got the menu and we looked at it, she was giving me like 9% beers. Christ. So I was just like drinking them like, like, like you would a pint. So I'm having like eight, 9% beers. And it's just, I was just leathered. And then we went to go and watch United play Anderlecht. And so I was drinking then all day, all night. I don't remember. I don't remember much of the game. <laughs> I don't remember getting home. Good night. Yeah, I bet. Isn't that when we lost? Like what was like? It was like a really boring. Like no. it was like a two-all draw. Yeah, it was like a one-all. I think they either yeah. scored first and we scored near the end, or vice versa. We was one-nil up and they scored near the end. It, it, yeah. I do know exactly what you mean, though, where you kind of sat down because I've been in a similar situation um, where you've just enjoyed the company so much who you're with and you're chatting away. You're getting on like a house on fire. And then it's only when you go to leave that you you kind of like you stand up and you go, "Why is my knee quivering?" <laughs> and, it, and then like it's like one, two, three, floor, and you kind of just on the deck. Um, but those are the best nights out, in my opinion. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Despite being the worst state, I do, I do see. I guess mine would probably, I don't know. I'm, I'm always biased towards Vietnam because obviously I lived there for a bit. Um, but I remember the first time I went went with my mate Lee again um, we, we were just drinking buckets and buckets and buckets and we all woke up in different places I remember waking up on a beach in Copanyang as well from the full moon party um, yeah it's Southeast Asia is it's, it's, it can be a, it can be a cruel mistress yeah the buckets mm. they, they will sneak up yeah. on you the thing is, you get to you get you have a certain amount of buckets, and you think this is good, and then you have one too many, and it, it, you go from like naught to a hundred seconds. One hundred percent. Yeah, I remember we, yeah. we rented some mopeds. We have to we, we had to get give them back while we were still heavily intoxicated. It was 
Yeah, absolute nightmare. I threw up on a taxi mm. and then got inside it. I mean, it's better to be sick on it than in it, I guess. Well, that was my theory, but try telling that to the driver. <laughs> <laughs> it was all good. Right then, champs, I think we'll wrap it up there for part two and nights out. Um, we got a pretty good story for part three, so stick around then, and we'll see you in a minute. Fantastic. Welcome back to the Lost Luggage Podcast. You're here with Ollie, Will, and Teddy. And you join us in my favourite part, and that's part three. Why? Because that involves you. Not you. No, you. No, you, the other one. Not him, the one behind him. Anyway, you know who I'm all about. It involves the uh, audience, the listeners, and stories that you've sent in. We read out and uh, do our best to see what we would have done differently, if anything at all. This week, it comes from Mr. James Huckabee, and he has titled it Couch Surfing Arrest. Ooh, intriguing. Um, on that note, have you boys ever done couch surfing or anything of the sort? Uh, fair enough. But are you aware of the app? So it's like an app you can download and people who are willing to have strangers over. Yeah, I have. I had it downloaded um, when I travelled around Europe, but never actually used it. Uh, right. At the end of the story, we'll, we'll come back to that and let me know if you would we'll, we'll still use it. Okay. So without further ado, let's get on to James Huckabee's story about couch surfing. Um, so here we go. I'll start off by saying that I am on the whole uh, an advocate of couch surfing. The general principle of the app is that fellow travellers can meet up and share stories and you stay around their house for free. And if they have time, they'll show you around the city or town in which they live. In my, ca- in my case, this goes back to 2019 when we were allowed outside and the destination was Lisbon, Portugal. Oh. Ever been to Lisbon, Portugal, champs? No, but it's on the list. Nothing but good things about it. Uh, long story short, I was backpacking my way through Europe, mainly camping, hosteling, and the standard stuff. Until I was referred to the couch surfing app by a fellow traveller I met in Barcelona. Fast forward two weeks to Lisbon, I thought this would be the ideal time and place to test this fa- test out this new app. I thought I had struck gold with a bloke called Paulie, who was my age and a student studying English, who invited me to stay with him and his generously large student accommodation. I had no idea what to expect, maybe a sofa or whatever else. But the student accommodation in Lisbon was surprisingly luxurious. I had my own ensuite bathroom and room with a balcony. I then fell in love with the couch surfing app. He made me a traditional Portuguese meal and took me out around Lisbon to see the cultural sites. He paid for ice cream. He paid for my drinks. I couldn't believe my luck. Now, chaps, that's <laughs> I, I don't. I've not he's really used the surfing app. He's grooming him. <laughs> Put my hands up now. Yeah. <laughs> the first <laughs> the whole time was just. There's no such thing as a free lunch. No. Need to make it. And ice cream is an ice cream. You got to do what you got to do. And we've already had enough bloke pops this story, this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I can sort of do. I would. I would get suspicious if it was me. If this guy was paying for this stuff, to be totally honest. But yeah, but maybe, maybe this guy's heard a lot about the app, and he's kind of been sold on it by people saying, "Oh, they take you out around the town and show you the sites and stuff." Which, to be mm. fair, is what's happened so far. But yeah, maybe I'd be a bit suspicious too. 
But so, you know, it's a good advocate for the app, to be fair. No, oh, yeah, it's going well yeah. so far. Might just have to suck a little. No, anyway, no. that's not. <laughs> um, anyway, so he, so yeah, he's managed, he's lucked out. He's seen the cultural sites of Lisbon. He's got a really nice room. Um, he continues. Fast forward four hours, we end up going on a bit of a bar crawl and a night out. It was pretty good. We met up with other couch surfers. In fact, the night went so well, Paulie, the guy um, whose place he was staying at, pulled another couch surfer from Italy. Ah, that clears up that, that then. Um, as he was about to take this girl home, he whispered in my ear, <laughs> suck my cock. No, <laughs> no that, he, he didn't say that. Um, so as he was about to take this girl home, he whispered in my ear, here's my spare key. I'm taking this Italian girl back. I kind of winked at him and I was slightly envious and confused. I politely said, okay, I'll see you in the morning. Little did I know that the next morning he had to leave really early for a lecture at university. I somehow in the night managed to get back to the flat and awoke fully clothed on the bed that um, Paulie was providing for me with no recollection of how I got home or how I got in. I then panicked slightly and I remembered that Paulie wasn't there. I then confused myself as to how I got in because I came to the sudden realisation that I left Paulie's key he had given me at the last bar we were in. So how the fuck did I get in? And I came to the conclusion that Paulie must have left the door unlocked or something like that. Anyway, I was really embarrassed. I lost the key and thought I'd just leave as quickly as possible as any trustworthy Englishman would do. Yeah. That's what I would do, to be fair. I'll be like, well, yeah. I don't really know this guy that well. Uh, I'll just leave as quickly as possible. So so yeah. he's managed to get back uh, after the night out. Um, his host is at a university lecture, and, uh, yeah, he's um, about to go. Anyway, it then dawned on me that Paulie had, for- uh, had forgotten that I was even staying around <laughs> as he had locked the door to his flat and the door to his porch. I don't think you forgot. <laughs> I think you're now stuck. <laughs> <laughs> this sexual deviant story is just getting more truthful, more truthful. It's like fucking sore or something. Want to play our game? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. Like, this, is, just, this is one of those the stories. The thing is, the Italian girl managed to get out. This is one of those stories that even though it's happened, I'm slightly worried that I don't want to know where this goes. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, here we, yeah. In, on that note, we'll continue. Um, as he had locked the door to his flat and his porch, neither of which I could open, I I felt, fuck. So I ran around um, his flat trying to find a spare key or trying to jimmy open or pick lock the two doors. But I felt, fuck. It had dawned on me that even if I opened one, there's no chance to be able to pick another lock. So I very quickly gave up. Not only had I lost his key, I was now hostage in a flat and would miss my train to Porto. Running out of options, I managed to open the balcony door in my room. My plan was to hang myself down onto the lower flat below, which didn't have a second tier. It was a bit of a drop, but I thought I should be able to make it. And at worst, I'd twist my ankle. So I threw my bag onto the roof of the apartment below and climbed over the fence and used my upper body strength, lowered myself down onto the below roof. And would then plan to do the same thing onto the ground floor. As I got onto the lower roof, I heard a loud whistle. 
forgetting this was a student accommodation. The groundskeeper doing the morning inspections thought I was a burglar. And his traveling and in my traveling state, in all fairness, I did look a bit like a tramp. He shouted and motioned in Portuguese for me to stay still. Fucking hell. Jeez, got himself in a pickle here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a frozen state of shock for, for about three minutes, but calmed myself down, reassuring myself in my own head that I'll find someone who spoke English and explain the situation. Aha, I thought. Paulie, my host, the perfect person who could be my alibi and tell this person exactly what was going on. As soon as I finished this sentence in my head, two police officers arrived with a ladder. Christ on a bike, I thought. That's quite an intimidating sight, two police Mm. officers with a ladder. Fast forward 1.5 hours, I was at the police station waiting and waiting and waiting for a translator. Bloody hell. I pleaded, I pleaded oh, multiple times, can I please ring my friend? Can I please bring my friend Paulie? But all they said was, wait, a translator is coming. Three hours later, the translator arrived. We went into a private room. We've heard that before. <laughs> we went into a private room and they started recording the conversation. They asked my name, confirming the time and date, etc., etc and basically asked why I was thieving students. Turns out they thought my bag, the one I stole, was um, one I stolen from Paulie's flat. They then explained that the groundsman for the student accommodation said that I stole that bag, which, to be fair, from his perspective, it must have looked like I chucked the bag out the window and then clambered down after it. But I tried to explain it was my bag. Yeah, it must have looked pretty dodgy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. They kept on treating me like a criminal. So I just said, please call Paulie. You need to call this guy. The only man who could clear my name was currently in a lecture about Charles Dickens. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it tickled me slightly. Poetic, isn't it? I refused to answer any more questions until they, le- until they spoke to Paulie. Eventually, they got in contact with him, and I even picked up uh, they even picked him up from his lecture at the university to confirm I was staying with him. It was only then I had to admit to Paulie I, I lost his key and had also left wide open his balcony door for the last six hours. So ironically, there is now a good chance he had been burgled. Oh, and I also missed my train. The end. <laughs> you know what? That, I think that's the best story we've had. That was fantastic. Pretty great. What do you reckon, Teddy? I think that's, that is the best story we've had so far. I was actually gripped from the beginning to the end. Well, 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 there we are. And yeah. uh, to answer the original question I asked you at the start, would you now download the Couchsurfing app and use it this time? Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a tricky one because <laughs> I want to say yes, because he got a free night and ice cream. And a night out, and he had an ensuite, and that's pretty awesome. But the second time, he could have easily have been groomed. That's, that story could have gone completely different. Mm-hmm. But they were the same age. Was I, I don't know if that matters. But... Is there not a vetting mm. process for downloading the app? Have they not got a, like kind of you got to prove who you are? I don't know because I don't know how much of a process they could do. I maybe I would do it if I was with someone. I don't think I'd do it alone. Isn't that the point you meant to do it alone. 
No way. I thought you could do it with any amount of people. So you're not won over by it? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I think I, I, think I could maybe do it, but um, I don't know. I like the idea with Airbnb that you get that kind of be staying at someone's place, but you, there's a transaction going on. I think if I was staying there for free, it would, be, it would just be a little bit weird. Fair enough, and you probably might get locked in as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you get like an invite, in some of these countries, it's absolutely fine, but it's just when there's an app and it's like the internet, it always just seems a bit more seedy. Yeah, true. Sense. I see where you're coming from. Well, my advice to yeah. you listeners is maybe give it a go, but try it just the once. Thanks. Exactly. Let's go. Happy days then. So what we'll do now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap it up for part three. And once again, part four, we've got a quiz. A wonderful, extraordinary, extravagant quiz. Well, Kind of. Um, once again, I think it will be me hosting the quiz this time. It'll be Teddy pitting up against Will. So far, the scores are three to Will, two to myself, and one to Teddy. So Teddy really needs to win to have any chance of getting that all-important lost luggage trophy at the end of the series. Please join us again in part four. Okay. Yeah, so welcome to episode seven and the quiz for episode seven, which is the continent quiz, as we kind of briefly explain the rules. Um, so we're going to start off with Will. Uh, and the continent, is, first of all, is going to be South America. So, Will, what is your first country? Bolivia. Teddy. Peru. Will. Paraguay. Teddy. Uruguay. Will. Brazil. Teddy. Venezuela. Good answer. Will. Um, Argentina. Good answer. Teddy. Chile. Okay. Oh, oh God. Chile. Fuck's sake. Uh, um, Will. Panama. Incorrect. Oh, is that technically north? Well, we'll find out later. Um, so, Teddy, you have to get this one right to win the continent. I can't ask what's already been said, can I? Um, well, well, give us an answer and I'll tell you if it's already been said and you get another go. Peru? You've already said that. Have I said Peru? Yes. Uh, fuck knows. I'm out, I'm out of answers. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so, no, you can't think of anything at all? Don't really, I'm not no. really good with South America. I didn't. I've said that every everyone I know. I've said. Okay, so we're going to cross over to Will. Um, El Salvador. Incorrect. Teddy, stab in the dark. Cuba, but I think that's that's North America, isn't it? That is North America. Yeah. I Will, stab in the dark. Uh, uh, isn't there that place called like French Guinea or something? French New Guinea. You are technically right, but it's technically owned by France in the same way the Falkland Islands is owned by the UK. Oh, that's mine. Okay, so you're both in a bit of a stalemate. So you've said Brazil. You've yep. said Colombia, right? I don't think we said Colombia, man. I don't think we said that. No, I don't think you I, said, well, I, I was just giving you the fucking I, answer there. I, um, said, I, said, I said Colombia early on. Oh, I think you did, yeah. Argentina's been said, Peru's been said. Venezuela's yeah. been said, Chile's been said, Bolivia's been said, Paraguay, Uruguay's been said. There are three more countries you can have. One of them I mentioned earlier on in the blowjob story. 
Oh, no, oh, Will, it's oh, on no. you at the moment. <laughs> Five, four, I thought, I thought three, was in Peru. two, one. No, <laughs> Teddy, can no, you remember no, the yes. country I mentioned earlier? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, now I can. <laughs> I thought you said um, Bolivia. But no, obviously... that's what we said. Yeah, no, that's why I can't, I can't think. Um... Okay, what we're going to do is first to buzz in, just say your name. It begins with E. Oh, oh um... <laughs> Teddy, e, can we buzz I was in, say... but we can't hear him. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, Ecuador. Correct. Oh, oh my God, Fair play, mate. Fair, absolute oh. fair play. Jesus Christ. Good effort, well, though. <laughs> I tell you what, how many did we get there out of that? Between the two of us, we got nearly all of them, didn't we? You did. Out of, out of 12, you got um, 10. Oh, see what I mean? Teddy, you did really well there. We're like geography uh, teachers, really. Yeah, so the, one, <laughs> the two the two, you, the two you were missing were Guyana. Okay. I wouldn't have done that. And, no, uh, and the obscure one, Suriname. No, I'd have never no. said that. Yeah, okay, so Will is leading the uh, leading the fight one 0 He's won South America. It's like a bit like a game of risk. We're now yeah. going to move on <laughs> to North America, which includes Central America and the Little Islands. Um, there is a total of twenty-three. Recognized UN countries 23. Okay. Um, for example, uh, the Bermuda Islands and the Cayman Islands are owned by um, the UK. Um, Montserrat also looked after by the UK. Um, so a lot of French and English islands, which do not count. Um, but there are 23 nations you can have North America. Um, so we started yeah. with Will last time. We're going to start with Teddy. Teddy, take it away. Sorry? Panama. Correct. Will. Um, the United States. Correct. Teddy. St. Lucia. I'm going to double check this. Correct. Independent. Correct. Uh, Will. Cuba. Correct. Teddy. Haiti. Correct. Uh, Will. Dominican Republic. Correct. Teddy. Cuba. Already been said. Oh, is it? Um, did I not say it in the last one? Um, no, Will said it just before you said Haiti. Uh, Honduras. Correct. Will. Uh, Mexico is what I was hinting at. Yeah, correct. Teddy. Did you just say um, Canada? Correct. Oh, mate. Will. Guatemala. Correct. Teddy. I'm trying to think on the race across the world, where did they go? That's how I'm doing it as well. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I think we've said all the big, the big countries I really know, to be honest with you. I've got one left in the bank from Race Across the World. Yeah, we've got, remember, we've got the islands as well. So you think of the Caribbean islands. There's some, though, that I don't know whether they class as North America. 
because you got Saint Lucia and you got Saint Martinez, Saint Mar, is it Saint Martinez, Saint Martins, Saint Martinez. Uh, let me just consult the internet knowledge. Um, yeah, you got San Martin, but it's technically Dutch island. Um, so yeah. I'll let you go again. I really won't know, to be honest, mate. Um, Caribbean islands. One of them had a bobsled team. Oh, Jamaica. Correct. <laughs> Big clue. Cheers, mate. Uh, well, um, uh, Nicaragua. Correct. Teddy. Did you say Dominican Republic then? Hasn't been said yet, but you are correct. I've I've said that before. Have you? Yeah, I said Dominican. Okay. In that case, go again, Teddy. Costa Rica? Correct. I'm surprised no one had said that. Will? Oh, I'm stuck now. Uh, Jamaica. Oh, wait, you said that. Um, uh, I'm coming up blank. (laughs) <laughs> like mate if you get one right now I'm fucked oh, up. <laughs> I don't know if this is in North America but Grenada correct oh. Will uh, Teddy sorry Caribbean Islands it's on you sir I don't know what's been said Caribbean Islands um, well that's Central American bit. Bar- Barbados was it said it's not been said, and that's because... No, it's correct. Fuck off. Well done. Uh, Will? Oh, I was going to say, Bobby, uh How many are there left? Just out of interest. Um, four or five, I think. Okay. Um, has someone said Honduras? I think... Um, yeah, I said yeah, that, yeah. Okay. Um... El Salvador? Correct. Oh, that's a cracking answer. That was a good effort. Uh, Teddy? It's not Trinidad, surely. Correct. Yeah. You're fucking... Trinidad and Tobago to be exactly ah, correct. Ah, that's through me, you see. I wouldn't have... I didn't even know. Will, right, well, okay. if Will is happy, we'll give it to you. Yeah, that's all good. Are you sure? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to prolong this quiz. Uh, Will. <laughs> yeah, I'm Can you I'm fully done. Trinidad was the last one I had. Which means Teddy has won North America. Somehow. Somehow. Pulled out of the bag. <laughs> cheers, cheers guys. <laughs> With a helping hand. Um, let's run through what you could have had. Uh, United States has said. Mexico, Canada, Guatemala, Cuba, Haiti, Dominican Republic. Um, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Costa Rica, Panama, Jamaica, Trinidad and Tobago, the Bahamas. Did someone say that? No, I didn't yeah, oh, I said that. that. Uh, Belize. I don't think someone, anyone said that. No, I thought that was in South. No, uh, Barbados. <laughs> if you thought that was in South, why didn't you say it when it was oh, in the I South? D- I, now that you bring it up, I thought it was in South, but I didn't think of it then. Yeah, um, Barbados, St. Lucia, St. Vincent and the Grenadines was an obscure one you could have had. Yeah. Uh, Granada was said. Antigua and Barbuda was another one. Um, Dominica was another one. And St. Kitts and Nevis was the last. Oh, yes. Mm. I knew that as well, funny enough. That's the only one I knew. 
you, you say you knew that, but you didn't answer it. Yeah, it's hard. When you're under pressure, it's hard yeah, to think of true. the places. Yeah, it really is difficult. So I'm intrigued. So it's one all. So um, Will has got um, South America. Teddy's got North America in this game of risk in which we are playing. Um, so I thought we'd go somewhere a little closer to home, somewhere that might... Um, you might be able to do all of the countries. I'll be very impressed if you do all of them. So we're going to do Europe, and there's 51 countries you could get, 51 independent states. Okay. So this is for the, this is for the crowning winner. Um, so we'll start off back with Will. Will. Luxembourg. Luxembourg, you say? Yeah, it's fine. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about Luxembourg? Yeah. You're correct. Teddy. France. Correct. Will. Correct. Teddy. Uh, Lithuania. Correct. No. uh, Will. Correct. Teddy. Bosnia. Bosnia. Got it. Oh, you twat. Uh, Fuck Bosnia. <laughs> fuck him. Um, Will. Albania. Correct. Teddy. Austria. Will. Germany. Teddy. Oh. Switzerland. Will. Greece. Teddy. Denmark. Will. Italy. Teddy. Hungary. Will. Sweden. Teddy. Done all the central ones now, aren't we? Um, Estonia. Will. Ukraine. Teddy. Finland. Will. Belarus. Teddy. Malta. Will. Spain. Teddy. Cyprus. Will. Portugal. Teddy. Serbia. Will. Slovenia. Teddy. Bulgaria. Will. Um, Slovakia. Teddy. I'm seriously running out. Um... There are a few countries we haven't mentioned yet. I've been to with you. The UK. Can we say the UK? You can. The UK. Okay. Uh, I will. Teddy. Places we've been. One where we spent a lot longer time than we thought we would. Where we split the bill a lot. <laughs> Croatia? Yes. <laughs> what, well. um, Norway. I think Teddy said that already. Oh, really? Maybe he didn't, actually. He said Sweden. No, um, no, no, no. I didn't say no, I no. Fair enough. Uh, Teddy. I'm running out. I'm including um, Eurasian countries in this, by the way. You Including what, sorry? Eurasian countries. So countries that cross into Asia and Europe. Say Serbia. You've said Serbia, yeah. Turkey doesn't count, does it? Turkey count. It yeah. does. Eurasian country. Oh. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 
okay. part of it is a very tiny bit of it's in Europe. Um, um, if it's Eurasia, does Russia count? It does, Teddy. Oh. Big fuck shout that. Um, any more places that we went to that have not been said? Um, I don't oh, think yeah, no, so. I think they, I think they will. Oh, Czech, Czech Republic? Correct. Well, Belgium. correct, Teddy. Obvious ones. North Northern Ireland. Technically part of the United Kingdom, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, true. About islands, do islands count? Island, uh, island or islands? Islands, like if oh no, because you said Denmark, can't you? So I was going to say the Faroe Islands, but that's it's Danish in it. Um, yeah, it is. But there is another island you could. Iceland. Correct. Will. Um, Liechtenstein. Correct, Teddy. Is there any more obvious ones left? Because I don't think. Um, there is one really obvious one that we haven't mentioned. The Netherlands. Correct, and that was the one I was thinking of, Teddy. No, not Teddy. <laughs> Will. Um. Oh. Um. Montenegro. Correct, Teddy. I'm going for a long shot. Poland. Correct. Oh. How do we not get Poland? Will. Um, oh, Kosovo. Partially recognised state, but I'll give it to yeah. you. Teddy. Romania. Yeah. Correct. Fucking hell. That's good. Will. Um, that's good. This. Have you fucked yourself over? What do you say? Oh, it is my trump card. I've had Vatican City. I was going to say that, but I didn't know whether it came under I'm hoping it not. does. I'm hoping it's a country. Uh, that is correct. Oh, fucking good shout. But, uh, Teddy, there is another Italian country in a country which uh, England famously played football at quite a lot. Famously, they knocked us out, uh, so we didn't qualify for the 1994 World Cup. Syria, but that's not it. Georgia? Correct. Oh, my God. Technically, partly Asian. Um, Will. Um, Azerbaijan? Also correct. What a shout. What a great shout. Again, in slightly slightly Asian part to it. Um, they are in the Eurovision Song Contest as well, if that helps. Um, there is one country we haven't mentioned. That was one we were going to drive through, but didn't weren't able to in the taxi. Oh, your turn, isn't it? Weren't able to. Sorry? Montenegro. No, but it's next door to it. Um, it's got a really cool flag. <laughs> oh. Mother Teresa was born there. I know it, but I'm going to let Teddy, because it's his go. Macedonia? Correct. Very good shot. Technically North Macedonia, but I'll give you that. So, well done. Uh, Will, we're back on to well, you. you said the other one begins with A, I'm going to go with Armenia. Correct. Oh, of course. Of oh, yeah, of course. Mkhitaryan's Armenian. Yeah. Shit. Um, so we're on. You, you know what? I don't know if you got many. We got. Yeah, we got a couple left. Not too many. Uh, so, Teddy, we're on you, sir. That Italian one is still up for grabs. That's 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 throwing me that. 
that shit at football. What's the, what's the first letter of the Italian one? S. Not Sicily, is it? No, it's not your go. Oh, okay. San Marino. Correct. Oh. I'm out. How have you done that? How have you pulled that wrong? Just because you said S and then I thought of San Marino Stadium because it's in like a weird place, isn't it? Yeah. That's the only reason. I wouldn't have even said that was a European uh, country, honestly. I fucking I've I've never heard of... So, Will, it's on you. Never heard of San Marino in my life. Will, it's on you and there's only a couple left. How many are there left? (laughs) Uh, one said Georgia in the um, two um, three. Oh, I thought of one. Three. There's three, but I don't. I think one of them you never would you would have maybe associated more with Asia. The, the one I've got, I've only got Go it because of Gordon bankrupt. So shout out to him, Moldova. Correct. Oh, what a shout. I would never have said Ooh, that. Mate, bro, never have you. Thank you so much. So there's two left. So there's one that I'll know and one that I won't know. Um, I reckon you, you definitely would have heard of both. You would have thought one of them was in Asia. Right. Um, but it's, you know, technically it's the same as Russia, really. Part of it's Europe, part of it's Asia. And the other one... Um, I'm surprised it hasn't been said, but it's very, very tiny, almost like San Marino. A clue? So which one are you going for? Are you going for the Eurasian one, or are you going for the tiny, tiny one? I really want no, mate. All right. So, final seven and arc. Your final answer is. Have I said Syria? Did I say Syria? It's definitely not Syria. Yeah, that, that's. I... I don't. Well, to be fair, we've got fifty countries between us. Yeah, I think that's pretty class. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand it over to Will. I have, uh, I have no clue. Absolutely not an idea. You've already, you've, you've already won. Oh. But um, for brownie points, it begins with K. 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 I've already had Kosovo, haven't I? Okay. You have. K. Fucking Where's Borat from? <laughs> Surely that's not in Europe. No way is that is that that no that's one hell. that's too much of a clue and it's Kazakhstan, but surely Kazakhstan's at Central Asia. There is uh, a territory west of the the Ural River is counted as Europe. Um one million square kilometers. That's mad. Kazakhstan's part part of Europe, and yep. I said Syria, which is closer to Europe, and that was a daft answer. Yeah. I don't think it is closer. I, I don't, it's fucking miles closer. It's like is next it? to Turkey, Kazakhstan. Oh, it's next to Turkey, isn't it? Uh, I suppose so. Whoever made the decision that uh, Kazakhstan was part of Europe, I don't like them. Yeah. You've both done very well there. <laughs> should we put, I think we should write a letter. <laughs> Whoever decided parts of Kazakhstan's part yeah. of Europe. There Wrong. is one more. There is one more you didn't get, which I'm surprised you didn't. Go on. If I said it's next to Spain, 
Did you get Next it? Next to Spain. Portugal. Tiny place. Between France and Spain. Between France. People go skiing there. Uh, you could fit their population in their stadium, in Wembley Stadium. It's a it's a full on country. Yes. Will we kick ourselves? Oh, is it that? Yeah. Is it that weird one England that begins with A? It is. Oh, um... Teddy, we played them at football. England. When? When did we play them? Uh, we sometimes play them in qualifying and we can fit their population in Wembley Stadium. In the Pyrenees. Do you say it begins with A? Yes. I've got it, but I'm gonna, I'll, I'll let you answer. No. I, I don't know, mate. I really don't know. Go on, um, I only remember this because of a... Um... Enlighten us. Um, it's Andorra. Correct. Yeah. Fuck you. Fair play. I didn't know. I, I only knew that. From... Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that was part. Yeah, of I thought either. it was part of Africa, but it was this this joke YouTube video I saw yeah. a while ago, and it was about how Andorra was not part of Africa or something. That's the only reason I know. Yeah. So you've both done extraordinarily well there, but at the end of the day, Will takes his lead to four, leaving me and Teddy on a uh, on a disappointing two, I guess. Uh, so on that note, it is time once again to say goodbye, pack our bags and get the next flight home. It's been episode seven of the uh, Lost Luggage podcast, all about nights out. Tell your friends, subscribe, leave a review on Spotify or iTunes, share the love, Let tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, and we'll see you next time. And of course, always write in a story on ontherun.adventuresltd at gmail.com and we'll do our best to read them out on the next episode. Until then, sayonara.